Welcome back. It's another episode of the Awful Service Podcast. This is a podcast that comes with unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks. Yeah, it's that kind of podcast. Uh, it's me, Matt Doima, with a very special co-host. It's Joe Cogazello, bitches! <laughs> yeah, awful history being made. We, we bumped Joe up to co-host for an episode, you guys. hoo New records. <laughs> And apparently just and making 80s movies references. <laughs> uh, and uh, today, third miking and also making sure our audio sounds oh so pretty. Jalen Russell. That's right, you guys. And today, I, I know we, we, we've already had one bit of awful history because Joe and Jalen are having to step up. But no, we also have some more awful history, you guys. What is it? I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, wow. You, you, so, you both sound <laughs> what could so it surprised. Be? <laughs> um, this is the f first time I haven't had to book the guest. That's, isn't that isn't that fun? That, that I, I yeah, I could get used to this. I mean, like <laughs> instead of having to send out like, hey, will you do my podcast? Text and email. Like it's, it's it's nice to just be like, oh yeah, my friend's gonna do this. So that's awesome. Today it's on the pod, street. I know I'm right? doing all the legwork for you <laughs> for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all back to Matt. Just yeah, well, back you know what? I, I'm gonna introduce. You know, since it's let's let's make some more history. I'm gonna introduce the guest. This is a, a, like one of the uh, best friends that I've had for years. It's uh, it's my good friend and old roommate. It's Tom Hathaway. Everybody, welcome, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey. Thank you very, very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, Joe actually texted me earlier and said, hey, can you be on my podcast? <laughs> I texted it like See? that. I yeah. did like, oh, like a 16-year-old boy talking. You've listened to Awful Service before. Just imagine Matt asking, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's a 72-minute conversation. Yeah, It's just based on like, the five-star like unwritten review that I wrote for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I'm glad you get it. Uh, so this is the Awful Service Podcast, Tom. This is the podcast where we talk about different customer service jobs and the stories that happen there within. The very first segment on the podcast is one that we lovingly refer to as the resume. This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh. <laughs> Show us your resume. Why should we hire you? Have you ever had a job right to open fire you? Tell us all about yourself and your place of business. Talk about your former job's filthy, shady politics. Show us your resume. That was hilarious, Jalen. For a second, I thought that was the uh, Mr. Rogers and the Make Believe Friends did a Karen remix. Oh, man, that'd be pretty cool. To the, remix. To the, to the resume. <laughs> about to say i love the new version of it it's great <laughs> this is also awful history because i think I believe this is the first time a guest has actually listened to an episode before being on <laughs> Half the time, I, be. i've never listened to your show before and i, I love it your show's great guys it's like now um, i'm gonna listen to the one that i was on exactly and, and then they end up listening to other ones that they yeah. weren't on yeah we could that's how actually you get listeners we just have people on and then they just they start <laughs> liking it that's that it's a, it's a really tedious process. We're only at 60 some listeners right now, you guys. 
Yeah, I was really into your episode with Harmar Superstar. My wife grew up in the same town as him, so. Oh, that's a, that's a, those are the oh. last episode. Yeah, For real. I'm also from Owatonna. Oh no way! Yeah, very cool. But we're not here to talk about hometowns. No, we're here to talk about your resume, Tom. So start wherever you want, you know, uh, as you're familiar with the show, you know, you don't have to go through all your jobs, but just kind of go through stories and uh, let's hear it. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just uh, go right off the bat. So my first restaurant job, I actually was after I graduated college, which it was um, funny enough. I actually had to sign a non-disclosure agreement at the beginning. Um. So, you know, I feel really bad. I can't really talk about it. Oh, wait, uh, that bitch is over. So I can talk all about this job. So, yeah, fair game game to talk about this restaurant. Um, (laughs) So it's a it was like a fine dining restaurant in like a pretty like high end part of New York, like really, really nice farm to table food. Fancy spot. Very fancy spot. Pinkies up and everything. Um, my first job, and this is how you can tell it's a fancy spot, I was a food runner there, which meant all I had to do was just run the food to the tables because it was that important of a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And the other new hire uh, was this guy named Milos. Um, now, Milos uh, was uh, from Serbia, and he actually served in the uh, Balkan conflicts for the Serbian military. Um, wait, 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 wait. He served in Kosovo. Yes. Not, not as a waiter. Not as a waiter, no. He wasn't. No. He just, he's just running on the battlefield with hors d'oeuvres. Exactly. Uh, would, would you like uh, house water or sparkling? Like his... I will bring you best. I will bring you best smoked sausage to your fucking battlefield. He was actually braver than the troops. Yeah, yeah he got it mad at them for stolen valor. He's, he's on the battlefield with a tray of sorbet. <laughs> no, you can't die without a palate cleanser. Either way, would you like the, disease, the dessert menu? Like it's. So yeah, he was just like angrily drinking espresso and smoking cigarettes in both jobs, pretty much like, <laughs> the entire time. Um, but yeah. Oh, oh, so I swear to God, though, like we exchanged pleasantries <laughs> on our first day. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop thinking about Milos getting yelled at at the restaurant by some douchey manager or some fucking Karen, and he just fucking gives them the dead eyes. He's like smoking his cigarette in the kitchen. Like, the best thing was he did a flawless. It's Milos. You can't tell Milos she can't smoke a cigarette there. <laughs> And he also did like a spot on Robert De Niro impression too. What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just the face, not the accent or anything. But he did okay. Like, right, okay, okay, right. okay. That's a little bit more like the accent. Just like the, he's like, you know, you. It's not a good bit for. Uh, no. So no, but at the same time, <laughs> the accent. I'm just imagining the accent and the face, and then he's just like, "I'm like, I, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk I me?" I... Just thinking about all the men he's killed. You kill people, and you think that's funny? <laughs> oh, oh, Milos is the fucking Milos just made my day. I want to find this guy and give him a podcast. Yep, so, just, just the Milos I, cast. Okay, phasing in a podcast. <laughs> I swear to God, though, the third question that Milos asked me was. Do you listen to Alex Jones? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> there is a word for your mind. In the frogs game. <laughs> no. no. Oh, he my God. Straight up, like, told me, like, he 
tried to tell me like you need to wear tinfoil hats while you're outside to like protect against the brainwaves. Like I'm not joking around. He was insane. But at the same time, if if he said it, like it's like you know, Thomas. Uh, like maybe you put tinfoil you take a little tinfoil from kitchen uh, make a hat on G train ride home and like you wear a hat it makes uh, like uh, to keep a uh, crazy brand uh, like, he's, keep brand safe he's, uh, like it just sounds says, better coming out of Milos the best part of it is like you know you know that he's taking that tinfoil when he gets home and he's wrapping a potato and baking you know that's just what's happening yeah. oh absolutely <laughs> um, but the restaurant that I worked at was also like attached to a department store and we had like, yeah, I know it was a weird combination, like branded thing in New York, but like, so he thought that like the discounts would apply to the department store too. And then like one day, like security came down and it's like, uh, Milos. Yeah. Your wife is screaming about a discount upstairs on a chair. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) and they gotten like a really, really loud, like him and his wife got into like a loud argument in like Serbian on the restaurant floor, like in front of a bunch of customers. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like making the De Niro face, and he's like, "Pietro to be a king for night, and then schmuck for fucking lifetime." Like, it's like he does like some weird off. He yeah. does like Godfather two quotes. Yeah, yeah. He also. <laughs> He also legit thought that, like, because of his zodiac sign, I think I, he was like a Leo or something. He thought that he would derive more energy from the sun and was part photosynthesis. Like, he thought photosynthesis worked for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, this guy is beautiful. I, I enjoy Milos. I want an HBO series about this man. Like, it doesn't, you know, like where it's like a drama comedy sort of thing. It'd be like a half hour on every Sunday night. They, they'd sandwich it between like the Game of Thrones preview and like. I don't know. Uh, uh, Lovecraft new, Country. Like, uh, now, what's the? Uh, maybe what's maybe the they try new, to pair. Uh, no, you know they tr- they pair it with Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's exactly yeah. what they would do. It's and right before just, reruns of the Drew Carey Show, and then the uh, the uh, the uh, set it and forget it infomercials. Yes, on HBO. Those are the, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wait, did you say yeah. HBO? Sorry, I didn't hear. Yeah, that. I didn't. I didn't say I'm the Ion Network, Joe. I, I'm a terrible. I sorry. I watch regular television. You watch. You you are you are the only reason like that. Like there's like that that mod is still watched in this country. Uh, okay. First off, I like I don't even watch them on the old people television because I like on the regular channels because I'm sick of. Oh, I know. You watch Pluto TV. I get it. I'm sick of like hearing about like heart disease commercials and like the little fucking thing that you have to wear if you fall down and you could push the button and somebody's like, "Are you okay, ma'am?" And the like, tub, and like the tubs that and open like, up from the side. I'm in a park somewhere. Someone help me. I'm sorry, Tom. Let's go back to you. So you're working, you're working yeah, at no, this fancy restaurant with a Serbian man who's screaming at his wife on the floor. Yeah, I'm like, I'm honestly, I'm worried about talking about this because there's like a non-zero chance I see him like as soon as this is uploaded to murder me. So like, <laughs> he, he just follows your career that much. Oh, he comes out of he nowhere. Follows, no, he follows himself that much. So he like name searches himself and like. <laughs> but um, Thomas. Yeah, and then eventually after working with Milos they moved me up to Milos's boss aka the expediter of the front of house if you're all familiar with that role where you got to read out the tickets and everything to people and Mm -hmm. I don't want to get into too many specifics I don't want to talk about too many other coworkers. they were all mostly like nice people except you know you work in proximity of a kitchen there's a lot of yelling that you kind of forget about afterwards but like 
you know in new york when you're on the subway and you see someone's like talking to themselves like i was becoming that person on the subway because i was working there like six nights a week pretty much so yeah and it was like pretty much like you're and it was like that thing where it's like you're the only person who can do this job so you have to work the six nights a week and then like sundays we don't really need you because that's our slow night so it was like yeah definitely starting to get to me a little bit but then they uh they bumped me up to server eventually at that place which was uh mostly just wanting to talk about some various customers i had to deal with at this fine dining restaurant um First one was the, uh, what I will only describe as the scale lady, where she asked for this salad that I think had like 20 different components in it. She insisted that literally everything from like the salt, the olive oil, the vinaigrette, everything be placed in separate containers on the side. So then she could pull out a scale and actually weigh how much of each ingredient there was for the salad before eating it. Because she had to manage manage a specific diet for it. Yeah, Uh, but what? Yeah, no, I was Craig. Everything gets a point, right? No, it's not even Jenny Craig. It's apparently like something that was like popular on like a food blog once in like 2011. And like she read (laughs) it. You need to you need to make sure there's only X amount of olive oil on that salad, goddamn. And it was like down to like the eighth of a gram measurements, apparently. Like it was insane, (sighs) like how like absurd this was. And like, but the weird thing was because it was quote unquote fine dining, we had to carry a specific amount of plates three so people were carrying like a ramekin a ramekin a small plate to like basically surround so we had like nine people walk over with like oh, to, to put one salad in front of someone <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's just a trail of waiters and sous yeah. chefs and fucking <laughs> now, after the salad and in between the main course which i noticed nothing was put on the side she said to her daughters about, she talked to her daughters about when they would also need their lap band surgery to know when they didn't need to eat too much food, getting their stomach stapled basically. Oh dear um, Christ. So like she didn't actually really need the, all the things on the side for the specific amounts because her stomach would let her know like, yes, this is the amount of food that's full right now. <laughs> so wow. like, it was, that's, that was just, that was just a dick move. I know that's but that's what I miss about New York. Like they're like the ex, the that's what you miss about New York. <laughs> of the weird the weirdness though. It's like okay, okay. But say not the bagels and or the, the pizza. person that talks to themselves on the subway and you just don't sit by them. You go mm-hmm. in the next car and then you watch them from the next car talking to themselves, just pacing around in a car by themselves. Mm-hmm. It, uh, Tommy, oh, what about the uh like a real busy subway and then one empty car and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get a seat. And oh, then you I, knew walk- you. I, I knew better than you, man. <laughs> yeah, you never walk in because a, a homeless person is taking a dump in there and that's why no one is in that car. It's everyone's in the other cars. And so you just, you're like, oh, this car smells like shit. No, the doors are closing. <laughs> so Matt, you know when like there's a New Yorker in Minneapolis that moved here and let's awesome how all they talk about is their times in New York and everything. I, would ne- I don't know any, I don't know any people like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To have two of them on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I refuse to believe. Joe Cocazello is the most Minnesotan man I've ever met. Let's go cow tipping. <laughs> no, the thing is, like, what I love about Coco is that he'll say something that sounds like both New York and Minnesota at the same time with his accent. Like, he's lived here since he was 13. But he'll be like, hey, you back. guys, where's my hat? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, the Vikings are going to be freaking, freaking awesome. I would never say that. That's true. I, mean, I, like, I would love better, to say it. But you're better. You have better sense than that. I get that. I would love but to Tom, say it. Love Minnesota sports teams. 
So you're a server at this restaurant and you're bringing out 20 items to this one, by the way, that is some, that is sociopathic behavior to a T. Um, geez, New Yorkers. I, Welcome to the big apple, bro. I still love, I still love the fact that you, you're only allowed to bring on small plates. So there was nine people bringing out these items. That's still beautiful. Because that, that's just because the rules were so specified that, that it had to be done that way to be done mm. by the book in case a secret shopper was in. Cause we had those a lot too. Um, I'm surprised God. that secret I, shoppers. Oh, the narcs. Mm -hmm. the I'm narcs surprised another world. fancy pants you New fucking, Yorker didn't Omega go. How, how do I get that nine waiter service? I want the nine. How do I? How do I get that nine? How I, I'm a special New Yorker. How do I not get that nine waiter service? I only get two waiters. Who the fuck? You think I'm a schmuck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a very important person in this town. I want eight, seven <laughs> more waiters. I know but Giuliani. Yeah, exactly break my shit up into like seven more plates bring, i make it seven yeah, more now, here's here's the thing that was the first of like five times i had someone pull that that i it was like just a different well no you the, the nice thing was after that it was literally like they wanted specific amounts of food weighed out for them before being brought out like okay so at least they're, they're, they're letting the kitchen do the heavy work yeah they let the kitchen do the heavy lifting on that which i felt for the back of house and i made sure to buy in beers afterwards with that kind of shit. So like I'm sorry, you're only allowed um 60 60 milligrams of salt on that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Greg. Do it again. Do it again. Oh, yeah, so too is much. that kind of person like grateful that you do that sort of thing, or are they like just expect that? No, they just expect it and then they were off they would often tip like twelve percent at the end or something like that. Like and you're lucky to get that. Yeah, I mean check averages were enough and it was a pooled house, so I didn't really care too much. It was like all right, we had a busy night. I know, like, the money was pretty good at this place, so I didn't really care too much. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but it was just, like, the one thing I, that even at the fancy places, though, that I'm sure you've all experienced, too, and I want to talk about this as, like, more of a panel thing, like, working sick as shit. Because, like, especially right now with the pandemic going down, like, we all have our stories, and I have one of mine, but I, like, y'all remember, like, that time. It's, like, when you're on your double shift, you walk up during lunch, and it's, like, I'm a health code violation right now. <laughs> like standing here. Absolutely. Um, and for me, it was like, I had like definitely one of those like seasonal flus that went around in like 2000, again, 2011, I want to say. Um, and I remember I was standing over this table. It was like towards the end of lunch and it was like a nine top or something. And like, they were all doing that very, like we're on cocaine and Adderall right now in New Yorkers, like talking to you super fast and everything. And they thought it was funny. I wasn't really like there because I was like on a fuck ton of like Dayquil pretty much to like just get through. Yep. Yep. Been there. And what finally got me home and I, I'm glad they were reasonable and didn't fire me. Accidentally, a phlegm gem just flew out onto one of their plates. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> like straight up like oyster style, like right onto a plate. Wow. And it was like, yeah, obviously, like, and they had already finished it. Like, the food was finished. It was right before clearing and everything, but it was okay, just. Okay, okay. Okay. And then, all like, right. they, like, it wasn't one of their 12 off. plates because they had yeah. to have it all separate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got in one of the little ramekins. It was good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was their caraway they needed for that salad. Okay. Yeah. And then the, and the really funny thing was, like, after they, luckily, they were like, all right, you can go home. But apparently, like, it was a funny, bougie Manhattanite thing of, like, Oh, they make people work sick in this job. I had no idea. Oh, <laughs> God, I know. I know servers who worked with COVID. Yeah. Oh, like no, really? no, not at my restaurant, but like I've heard about like stories of like, oh, they just they literally just went and took a bunch of like oh. uh, Tylenol 
to get their fever down and they just they wore they wore the mask and just waited tables because that's how that's how this country prioritizes healthcare. Sorry. Oh, I'll get off my soapbox. No, no, no. It's cool. Like I I saw like on like the Minneapolis sub Minneapolis subreddit the other day, like apparently the owner of some steakhouse like went into another restaurant and at the end was like, I'm feeling sick and I'm about to get tested for COVID. Whoa. In another restaurant. Like the owner Whoa. There's a restaurant in St. Cloud where I live. I, I won't say it on air because I, I, I could be liable because I'm not technically supposed to know this. That's why I didn't say names either. Exactly. Um, there's a manager of a restaurant in town that knew they had COVID, that tested positive, and came in anyway because, quote, well, someone needs to meet with the vendors. And give them COVID to, like, spread to the other restaurants? But you know, the, you know what? You know what? They, they needed to order kegs that day. Dude, I, like, I, I can't even fucking... What would Milos say about this? Milos uh, would just Milos, be like, "Stay it's the a fuck pandemic. home." Milos should be like, "It's all fake. I work." Is yeah, is <laughs> Alex Jones tell me that it is home? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it is Democrat plot. <laughs> you want to take down the glorious Donald Trump, dear leader? He was hated. God, for crying outside. Hurt. That hurt. That hurt to say. Yeah, so I tell know, me, but... wait, did you go higher up in this restaurant? Higher, oh, yeah, higher no, than I mean, um, sort of. What happened was they had me be like the waiter who worked like the very, very like super fancy sections, pretty much, where it was like the creme de la creme, like super rich, wealthy, famous, all those people. The nine, Again, the nine server group. sections. Yeah, like yeah, different server sections. And they gave me like the oh, you're dealing with all the VIP and the important people over here, and I'm like. Okay, that's that's cool. I, I'll treat them like anybody else. You know, that's usually what they want. Did you serve uh, any celebrities? I don't want to get into too many specific. I don't want to say this one by name because, again, this is a particularly litigious person. Um, it was all Alex I will Jones. Say, all I will say is high-ranking, a former high-ranking person in the Trump administration is all I'll say about it. Um, and decided to uh, pull this move, and I'm going to explain it to people who are going to be able to see this. But while he was reading his menu, he had his flashlight on. And then he waved it right in my eye, like this close when I went over to talk to the table and basically told everyone, oh, guys. yeah. And he was like, oh, this guy's too poor to actually do anything about it. Don't worry. Really? Well, yeah, really? Yeah. I, mean, um, I shouldn't be surprised by this, but I'm I, still. Yeah. Wow. And to his credit, though, the one thing that I thought was pretty cool was he did modify the burger to put like a bacon marmalade that was on a different dish. So I'm like, Hats off to you for that. You're still a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to totally have that burger style I'm, later. I mean that, yeah, I mean that burger. I fucking hate <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, Yeah, again, it's like one of those things where like, this is the kind of person where if I say it and it gets when like, I could be sued by someone. Just so. pick one of the many douchebags from the administration. Was, I already was, picked mine. It was- <laughs> oh, no, don't I'll, say it out loud. I'll DM you guys. I'll DM you guys afterwards. Uh, we'll, Jalen, we'll will, will, will you edit out what I just said? Uh, what did you just said? I'm not gonna say it again. <laughs> 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 who, do you, who do you take me as a fool? That's we 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 have a fun sound drop now for that, so that's fine. Um, any other uh, any other non litigious celebrities? That you um. Yeah, most of them were actually pretty cool because, like, they just wanted to be, like, it was actually, like, a pretty, a pretty easy section. It was more like, can you just, like, keep your calm around, like, 
famous people. And I was like, yeah, I can, mm-hmm. I can probably handle that. And hey, uh, any ones that you can name out loud or do you just want to keep their anonymity? I mean, I'll, I'll just straight up tell you like Jay-Z is an awesome tipper and is a really nice guy. Like, like he well, was really nice. Uh, you, I'm sorry. You, you, he doesn't have the good look, good enough looks to be like a dick. Yeah. Jay-Z. Well, it's not just that. It's also like he, no one looks at Jay-Z and goes, that's a classically handsome man. Yeah. No, that, that means he's a baller. He's, he's very rich. He's a great, one of the greatest rappers ever to exist. And he pulled Beyonce's. So, I mean, you know, applaud. I love, I love that there's things that you want edited out of this podcast. And no, but like, I, will, I will. Yo, JC, you ugly motherfucker. I just said he wasn't classically <laughs> handsome. <laughs> you just called JC ugly as shit. You know what? JC is the type. He's podcast. not going to sue me. He's it's, just going to put me in a diss rap one day and then I get famous. So, I think JC is like, I think everyone is beautiful. I like everyone's a fucking snowflake. And like everyone's different and amazing and wonderful. And Jay-Z, when did you become a kindergarten teacher? Oh, wait. Like this, uh, the co-host says you you have the head of an eraser. Like I don't know why. I, like he would say something why is that like a that. Compliment? I don't know. I don't know why you would say something like that. You call him an ugly man. I, I never said he was ugly. I just said he wasn't classically handsome. <laughs> I actually I didn't use the word ugly. I did actually also wait on a presidential candidate of 2020, Kanye oh. West. What? Uh, <laughs> and did he tip you in a sweater? Uh, no, he was actually pretty chill. Honestly, like this is—I mean, this is like my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy Kanye. So, like, oh, okay, so he was, oh, okay. he was good. This was fun, Kanye. Still, yeah, this was like fun, Kanye. Like, I think Kardashian I Kanye. On, yeah, like I waited on him and came on like one of their first dates or something, and like, oh, weird. They were just really nice, laid back, you know, just wanted me to just give them their space and everything I did and let me, I, I left happy that shift. I just, nice. Yeah. nice. I just sort of looked at him like, Hey, guess what you and I have in common? He goes, what? He goes like, we're both college dropouts. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah. But they, I think they were like going to a movie or something. Like it was, that's a, just, that's a pretty innocuous date for Kanye and Kim. Like I yeah. onto like an art installation where a man just sits and screams at a wall. We're going Sorry, to a movie like where, us. like, <laughs> 60, 60 photographers follow us into. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I mean, again, years ago, I'm sure it would be a different scenario now. Yeah, he'd be like, did you vote for me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a beautiful uh, fall. Like, uh, yeah. Just watching a uh, man go crazy in Wyoming yeah, or wherever yeah. he is. It was honestly, like, at this place, it wasn't necessarily like the famous people that were annoying. It was like the people who were there to stargaze and like on the other side of the restaurant were like oh, the star fuckers. Yeah, exactly. And one thing that they were all super into also coincidentally was like a ton of like reality TV. They watched a ton of Bravo and there was this really popular thing on like Real Housewives where you'd fling white wine at someone. And this happened to me a few times where if like they didn't like their food to be funny to their friends but like insulting to me i would actually have white wine flung at me from like their wine glass that had all their spit and shit Ugh. well oh. um they yeah. can't pull that in the covid days no nope, not at all well I'm, oh, out of, I'm out now so luckily that's a good thing but can we go back real yeah, quick okay. uh matt how do you feel about uh kanye west's looks and he's also he's, he's he is actually classically handsome he is classically handsome so you're saying that Jay Z not classically you're gonna, handsome. You're, this is what we're going to derail classically this. Classically handsome. Just want to just clarify where we stand, where you stand, because where you stand is where the podcast stands on rapper attractiveness. 
Okay, well, now we're gonna we can go for rapper Tom, where else have you worked? We I, just needed a, I just needed this quick side Rick note. Ross is the hottest rapper of all time. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, Rick Ross. Completely correct. Completely correct, except for uh, Humpty. What's, who's that guy who did the Humpty oh, Dumpty? Oh, from the Digital Underground? Um, yeah. Oh, his his name. He actually had a similar name to somebody else. God damn it, that's going to bother me. Because it was the Humpty Anyway, he's the handsomest rapper. But only in, like, the Humpty suit. Oh, the Humpty suit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, okay. All right, Tom, where else have you worked? Let's let's get off that fucking riff. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so actually, coincidentally, I worked, he was my coworker for a day, the co-host of this episode, Joe Cocazello, at my next restaurant gig. It was, um, went from there to like a really trendy uh, Japanese restaurant in Brooklyn. Um, I'm also not going to name it because like the owner actually is a good friend of mine, so I don't want to like, and he Give doesn't- free advertisement. I love the dude too. No, he he doesn't. He's he left that. He left ownership there. So I just kind of want to leave it as it is. Um, Fair enough. It was just this was the most insane place that I ever worked at. Like I don't know. Well, they hired Joe for one day. Joe worked there for one day, so we actually had the dishwasher call out, and (laughs) my boss was like, "Do you know anyone? I'll be your best friend forever." Which was one of his big (laughs) statements that he'd say before turning in a favor for him was, "I'll be your best friend forever." if you do this thing for me. And I was like, yeah, I, I might know someone who would do this for a hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> and I was walking dogs at the time. I had my own yeah. dog walking company. So I was so just was like, like hoofing around. And you were thinking that you were going to have to avoid poop as we get into the story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So Joe Cocazello ended up working, you know, back of house, working the dishes for the night um, while everyone was just fucking grumbling about how slow he was in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> In Japanese. Yeah, well, in Japanese and Spanish. And Spanish, yeah. <laughs> what well, a combo. Just, yeah. Uh, no, I swear to God, like, the back of house of this place was, like, the United Nations as far as, like, where people were from. We had, like, on a night, we'd have someone from, like, Taiwan, Korea, uh, Japan, Burma, um, uh, the Dominican Republic, Mexico, um like someone who grew up like in Bushwick, like people from all over the world, like um, back of the house was popping and they all made dope ass sushi. Yeah. Dope sushi and like really good, like apps and stuff. It was really kind of a cool concept. It was like everyone sat in like these communal tables and everything. It was like pretty small. Like it was always packed, like especially on weekends and everything easy money, like cash only spot. It was just, it was like one of the it spots to work at pretty much. Um, yeah. Then this one night, um, Joe, the if night you that I get, happen to be working there. That that Joe happened to be working there. Um, there was this kind of batshit insane, because um, it was a big artist neighborhood, this completely insane burlesque balloon artist. Um, wait, 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 wait. Burlesque balloon artist. Yes. And Joe, you can actually say the name. Okay. Her name was Katie Balloons. That was her name. That was her name was yeah. Katie Balloons. She had a van, and yeah, it, and was she, she... popping? Um, <laughs> literally, yes. I don't want to get into anything else apart from before this all happened. She actually in the same place where Joe Cocazello and I were roommates interviewed to be a roommate of ours, and we <gasps> all said, "Like, we fuck no." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, how how do you wait? I I have to know this. I'm sorry. I know that I'm de. I'm Joe Cocazelloing my own podcast here. 
how does one become a balloon burlesque artist? Very rich parents. Okay. And a lot of MDMA, I assume? Yes, that as well, yeah. And <laughs> never being told no. Exactly. No, like, actually very much that. Like, okay. the way that she would, and like, would also show up. Oh, shit, we got a, yep, there we go. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> she has a page. Do we have a do we there's some there's some pictures that this is delightful. This is is this a wiki page? Okay, okay, that that okay, that is exactly what I pictured. Is there a video? Is that her going into a giant lemon? Yep, that's exact for the listener. Not include this in the description because this is absolutely someone who needs search. Yeah. I can't. That's exactly what I thought it was. So the best way to put it is, if you've ever seen that episode of The Simpsons where Mrs. Krabappel is singing "Fever" and then takes a cigarette and starts popping the balloons to expose herself, that's what it is. It's that. Yeah. Okay. So to set the so again, burlesque so balloon burlesque artist. Yep. As you do the restaurant to place it to go order, but also brings in some balloons to do for uh, some balloon art to do. Our owner decides to bring her back into the kitchen, which is a vis- it's an open kitchen, so people can mm-hmm. see it from like the restaurant and everything. Yeah, there's no doors. Yeah, and she starts doing topless balloon art in the back for the back of house. Which, if you've known back of house dudes, it's like this is oh, crazy. They're into it. They're very into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, wonder why I was slow at the dishes. <laughs> yeah, that was why. Um, so she puts her to go order in and leaves, and like it's like, oh, that's an amazing thing. Then, not 15 minutes later, we notice a very, very foul odor coming from near the bathroom. And, like, someone, like, flags me down and is like, I hate to say this, but it kind of smells like shit in here right now. And then I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll go check. Pull my phone out. Put the flashlight on. Outside, it looks like it's either an English Mastiff or a Great Dane took a shit outside of the bathroom on the floor. And she was the only one in that timetable to walk in the hallway and out. And the thing I noticed was she slipped on her way out. Yep. On her I way out. I very much noticed this like because the, the floor. Hallway, obscured by like curtains pretty much. There's the floor just, in the kitchen had mats, the plastic <laughs> mats with the holes. A, uh, she had a skirt on. I'm assuming no pants so that she just slipped out and then slipped out as she slipped out of the, like a banana out of the kitchen. It was, it was, it was one of the most amazing nights. So for comp, for not being good at work economy, she shit on her floor. Yeah. Buried the shit out of this. Oh, we absolutely did because here's the come back, like with no remorse, except for obviously a sociopathic New Yorker. But then, Someone who would order a plate that ha- or a, a, a dish that has twenty items and then makes nine waiters, <laughs> bring it out to the table. <laughs> Thankfully, a different restaurant where we wouldn't tolerate that shit. Um, we actually would tell people like that to get the fuck out. Um, oh, it was it was great. It was You'd great. Send Milos to tell him. <laughs> get the fuck out of the restaurant. I've Never killed men back. before. Yes. You looking I've at me? I've killed men for the less. Are you looking at me, punk? <laughs> There's no one else around. He's making his De Niro face. So you must be looking at me. You must be to be looking at myself. I still will never forget the time he actually looked at me and said, I can tell from you, you are a killer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I think it takes one to know one, but still. Yeah, it's... 
And I was like, thanks for the apocalypse. That's good to know, I guess. But okay. So yeah, to get back to the whole Katie balloons thing. Katie, back, back to Katie balloons dropping a Milos, Cause yeah, as you can tell, these are a lot of very sane characters I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she's gone for a while. And then of course, the phrase, I'll be your best friend forever, approaches me again. Tom, can you please go clean that up? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a, a nice serving shift where you have to clean up mastiff shit. We'll, my, we'll response say dog. Was, my response to that was best friend forever costs 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he, fortunately... He made good on that and everything, and I just grabbed, like, a giant rag, bleached the fuck out of the floor real quick. Luckily, it was a weirdly slow Saturday night, uh, Saturday night, probably because we had a balloon artist in there being topless and it cleared out the fucking restaurant. But, um, well, your balloon artist just shitting on the floor. I mean, that the smell probably cleared people yeah, out. That's exactly what it was, yeah. Um, but then, so we're having this mystery, because it's, like, it's now been an hour since the takeout order was placed. It's sitting there and everything, and we're wondering, like, yeah, she shat on her floor. She comes back in a different outfit. Yeah, because she had to change because she had shit herself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that kind of confirmed it for all of us. Um, she so did another it never confirmed, boom. confirmed. Yeah, we never fully confirmed it. And she I never, she's never said, hey, I shit on, sorry for shitting on your floor of your restaurant. But yeah, like, it's, we pretty much, it's pretty much in the bag, right? Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, she also would regularly show up to like the comedy open mic around the corner <laughs> that Joe hosted. <laughs> oh, the good old days, bro. And, like, wanted to like, like would come in whenever there was someone relatively new to offer to be like a manager for them. <laughs> 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 for like an open micer. I, I love, I love New Yorkers. You couldn't mm-hmm. get that here. That's you'll never get that here in Minnesota. It's nice and like, safe. And I would like go up to them after like she gave the spiel and I was like, she shattered on a restaurant floor. <laughs> <laughs> so just just know that before you go into this. Dude, it was <laughs> I mean she's that great was such with a balloons. Great, the good old yeah. days. But also, yeah, that place is fucking crazy. Um the food was good. The food was good. I remember there were some weird questions that I would get from like the Especially during lunch, because that's when, like, some of the weird artists, like, who just didn't have to do any work during the day would show up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget this question that was posed to me by a customer mm-hmm. sitting down while they're eating, like, a really awesome pork belly dish. They look up at me and they say, so what do you think's the best time of day to eat human flesh? <laughs> and I just deadpan said never o'clock. <laughs> I believe that is the correct answer. Yeah, you're like, no, what? And then, yeah, my boss, God love him, said, well, if you look at it like cheese, it depends on how much you like it to age and what kind of funk you want. And yeah, it just ruined the day. So he, so played, served- he played their hand. It, it's- so we get it. You, That's served, pretty much it you served Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did he also order it with a nice can tea? Uh, we were out, unfortunately, so we didn't murder anyone in the restaurant. He's like, I'm he, sorry, I can't. You don't serve farba beans? What fucking establishment is this? A Japanese the, one. The, oh. Yeah, the establishment that just lost their liquor license and they're waiting for it to get renewed, so we can't serve wine right now. It's... There are weird poo particles all over the wine <laughs> bottles. <laughs> yeah, we somehow got a D rating. 
No, you get a um, B rating for balloon. But yeah, Jesus, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, then you know after that, um, just actually moved out to Minneapolis for a summer in like 2015. Ended up working at a restaurant. I'll even say the name of Fujia over here, which R.I.P. That establishment. It was pretty fun to work at. Um, not really any crazy stuff happened there. It was more like I was amazed by how normal the customers were after working in batshit New York for five years. It's like, oh, you're just you have questions about the food. You want me to bring it out at a certain point? And <laughs> it's just a reasonable amount of time, twenty to thirty minutes. You know, it's... you're using the bathroom where it's supposed to be. <laughs> Okay. Just a normal burlesque artist. You just yeah. you you want it not too spicy? Perfect. Yeah. That's that's your fair, only Joe, request. To be fair, Joe, in Minnesota, not too spicy means it's just the the, the most they put on there is salt. Yeah, it's ketchup. That's yeah. pretty spicy. I actually th- there was one night though, and it was I'm it was someone from South Dakota. I knew for a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked. It was again at the sushi bar. They asked for first. They were like, "Where's your Mountain Dew?" <laughs> they asked me in a sushi bar and i was like sorry we don't have mountain dew i can offer you something else i'll just stick to water then their sushi comes out where's the ranch oh ranching up a sushi that's a delight <laughs> so you've heard about hurts. pizza ranch but now sushi ranch is a thing <laughs> where's my dipping ranch which, like, I could see that work maybe with, like, imitation crab. Like, it could possibly, that flavors, yeah. those flavors could match. But, like, we all know that there's, like, the ranch queen where, like, she has to have ranch with every single fucking thing. But you think they just pull it out of their purse like a like the psychopaths that they already are. They just got a gallon of Hidden Valley just ready to go. No, I think because it was, it was the fancy night where they were ordering the Mountain Dew, so they wanted me to, like, bring the ranch to them. Mm. Oh, they, they, they yeah. took the chopsticks and split them and then each were just poking it they just poke oh, it yeah, like a kebab they take both sides joe they take both sides to one sushi slice and then they just nibble yeah. on it they, they first they pull off the seaweed wrap and then they get the rice and then they're like oh this fish ain't cooked mm-hmm. send it back to the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> where's that waiter that said we didn't have mountain dew yeah, but it, it was, said it was going to oh. be with yum yum sauce, but this yum yum <laughs> sauce ain't ranch. Yeah, I thought yum yum <laughs> sauce meant ranch in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's just pretty much what went what went down there. It was a pretty nice summer. I lived in like Powderhorn Park area, so it was just nice summer. Uh, then moved back to New York, and that's where I actually went from waiting tables to bartending, and Ooh. I fucking loved bartending when I was doing it. I much uh, prefer bartending over waiting tables. Such a, such a better gig because then, especially when you're working at bar where it's just you alone, don't have any boss watching your ass or anything. Like since I had worked in environments and dealt with crazy people for a while, I like knew how to manage people before they were going to get a little bit too out of hand and everything. But that said, you know, bars are still relatively chaos, like relative chaos. And there was this one spot I worked at where it was a bar across from the Brooklyn Detention Center in New York. So people would get out of jail at like three o'clock in the morning. And then because we were open until four, people would walk straight into the bar I was working. Um, Celebrating that freedom, baby. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, like usually just pretty nice. Just wanted to have a couple of drinks, walk out, move on, you know, hate that stereotype. Somebody on the L train. Yeah, 
Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Imagine having a cell that l- overlooked the bar. So you're just in the fucking jail just being like, all right, 34 days. I'm getting a fucking drink right there. Like, that's yeah. where I'm going. It's um, What did suck were actually some of the people who worked for the city and then people who, like, would have came. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you when I had enough. Oh, yeah. I worked for the- a badge, like, when you'd be like, hey, like, I just have some water, relax, maybe just, like, you know, maybe a good time to just, like, maybe eat some food or something and then someone would pull out their badge and be like serve me that fucking whiskey right now like wow they they wouldn't even like tony larusa you when he got the dui like it was and do you not know i'm a hall of fame person i'm a baseball person no but i'm pretty sure i think (laughs) that's what he said i'm a hall of fame baseball person that's that was his quote i'm a hall of fame baseball person (laughs) let's get that on a t-shirt it's the pre- and he's got it. You got to say it like, but I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a Hall of baseball Fame person. baseball person. Well, you ever see like The Wire? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that first, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that first episode where McNulty's in the bar and it's like, Jimmy, haven't you had enough? Pour it. It was like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which like, honestly, they were like fine until like a certain point, but then you know, eventually, a cab's gonna a cab. Yeah. Is, it, is it me or does this is it just like everyone else? I okay, maybe it's just me, but I'm just picturing Michael Chiklis. Mm-hmm. That's where yeah. my mind's going. I'm just straight Michael. Okay. But there's Your one that's pretty on point. It was more like Sipowitz from NYT Blue, <laughs> um, but like larger and more Ron Jeremy like. Um, <laughs> so big dicks. But this guy, so, you know, I set, like, one Budweiser down, like, <laughs> did, like, the initial assessment, like, he's fine for one. Starts getting kind of loopy in the middle of his Budweiser, goes into the bathroom, and he's there for 45 fucking minutes, I swear to God. And oh, then no. he shit on the floor. No, no. Well, if you die in there, you got, it's your fault. No, 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 no. You no, gotta no. clean it up. No. Now you gotta spend the whole night. It was somewhere between shitting on the floor and dying. Oh, uh, God. So he vomited on the floor? I hear him. I the door opens up wide open and he just falls slams straight onto the ground. Oh no! Three hundred pounds have to like pick him up, set him up in the corner. He's like puking into a like fucking trash can a bunch. And mind you, this is around 2016. He says, "I took some quaaludes." <laughs> what did he did he did he open up a time capsule that was built under the evidence locker? Like what the fuck? Where are guess, you getting Quaaludes in 2016? They were the slow release, like in Wolf of Wall Street, but even slower, apparently. <laughs> yeah. The only he person like I know was, who can get Quaaludes is Joe Cocazello. He found some in the jeans in an <laughs> attic. It actually fell off a truck by the Cocazellos <laughs> in Long Island. <laughs> it's one of his uncles gave it to him. Maybe he did have access to the evidence locker, and he's like, no one's going to miss two Quaaludes from 1976, man. Like, he, then I notice like he has his car keys on him while I'm like holding a again trash can vomit badge on the side because he's not even like aware of being able to pull. And he's like, I gotta drive home. Oh geez, no, no, I'm you good. should not. Like, no, you're not. He's like, but luckily, like some friends of mine who were like off their shift, he was uh, noticed that he's like, wait, did he just say that he's got like uh, his car in a parking garage across the street? Yeah. Oh, he ain't driving home. They're not going to let him over there. And I was like, all right, buddy, I'm getting you up. Get out. Go talk to them about driving your car. <laughs> not my problem. He was alive when he left here, officer. 
Yeah, it was just it was insane. (laughs) And he's the reason that no one else sat in that train or in that car, that train. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Katie balloons all over that train. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Well, I don't want to get too deep into it, so I'm just going to go with like the last restaurant job that I had, I guess. Sure. Which was at the spot in um. This is when I moved up from New York to Western Massachusetts for a few years and like kind of near the Worcester. Were you in Worcester? Uh, no, no, I was uh, west of Worcester. West of, west of Worcester. West of Worcester. Yeah, I, was, I was past the Quabbin. <laughs> <laughs> that's a. You don't fucking know it. <laughs> oh, God, this is turning into Boston guy shit. Jesus. Going out of Quabbin, well, bro. Be, to be fair, Tom, to be fair, um, in my early stand up comedy days, I, I went by a stage name of Maddie D, which sounds like every Southie Boston comic that's ever existed. Not enough Fitzy, man. <laughs> Not enough Fitzy or Sully. <laughs> oh, let's welcome to the stage. He's wicked funny. Uh, he's from uh, he's from South End. It's Maddie D. Get him on the stage. He's Bobby <laughs> Kelly's cousin. Yeah. He works at a Dunkin' Donuts. He's wicked pisser. <laughs> hey, you gave me that fucking doubles. <laughs> he's a big Celtics fan. It's a baby fucking wheel, bro. He weighs as much as Paul Pierce after a bender. <laughs> and drinking longer. You're drink. You're 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 working west of Worcester. West of Worcester, where they don't have that accent. It's just more of a like generalized opioid accent. Where I was in <laughs> Western Mass, it's like New England, where it kind of sounds like Boston and Buffalo at the same time. So it kind of has this sound. I'll bet it's a weird accent, like. Weirdest one I've heard in America. Um, but it was this <laughs> restaurant where they were marketing. I, I don't know what they were trying to fucking be. They were trying to be a Michelin-starred restaurant mm-hmm. and a concert venue at the same time. That's where where the, the philosophy of this restaurant was that they would only source ingredients from within a 15-mile radius of the restaurant. <laughs> so there were no so it was, it was just leftover Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, Long John Silver. Uh, Whatever bodega sandwiches were made out of. Yeah. Dude, they don't got bodegas up there, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. That's we're Western, Western Massachusetts. Uh, broken syringes. Yep. <laughs> leftover, no, exactly. leftover, uh, leftover Valium sweepings. All seriousness, though, it was like they were foraging like mushrooms and like other like dandelion greens. It, like, it was like that shit they do in like Denmark, like the new like. Mm-hmm. foraging cuisine they do it like noma and shit it was really really fucking pretentious but without like the execution like they would like put like a piece of locally sourced like uncooked raw pork on like a piece of mind you this was like not a particularly wealthy area and they were doing like mm-hmm. to anyone who walks in <laughs> so it was like the worst concept ever they had um $10,000 pieces of uh, kitchen equipment. Like they had like a uh, like cryovac machine, like a couple of like really fancy state-of-the-art equipment. But for the bar, they did not have an ice machine. So we had to walk across the street to another restaurant to get the ice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not joking around. Now, mind you, from five to 10, this was, this was the concept of the place. And then at 10 o'clock, they would have random jam bands. They were paying $600 a gig to cover songs. To cover songs. Yes, to cover songs, yeah. So people ate, did they get to continue to eat uncooked pork on Bark? No. Or, or did the meal stop and jam band starts? 
the no, the, the, the stragglers would get to see the dance party slash jam band show that would happen where all the customers who showed up were all people who smoked a bunch of weed beforehand and like weren't even ordering drinks were like ordering water and like not tipping and shit like not paying any price at the door to go in free shows six hundred dollars being paid to the acts and by the way before the shows were even going up six hundred dollar rings on like food and drinks because like no one could afford to eat at this place no yeah. god and then unsurprisingly i i quit pretty quickly and well, i mean how many father john misties can you serve in one day <laughs> <laughs> That was almost the name of one of the drinks. Um, <laughs> it was Canadian. It was Canadian mist. Yeah. <laughs> and not your father's root beer. I know. Weird combination, but people no, liked it. No, I'm not joking around though. It was like, I would like, all right, we're going to infuse beeswax into Tito's vodka. And then you're going to take a piece of lavender, light it on fire on top of the cocktail, hold a coop over it. So that way some of the smoke hits the cocktail and then you serve it to someone. It's really great, and we'll call it the Bee's Knees. Yeah. And no, it was $17 a glass. Exactly, yeah, which, like, totally worked for the area. Uh, I literally just looked for the sharpest item to stab myself in the fucking ear with. It's... Well, I mean, they didn't, they didn't, they, they, they also had the Irishman's Remorse, which was just Jameson served in a uh, potato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was a locally sourced potato. Okay. That, uh, now, that was kind of like the ones that were part of the, the, the famine. Now, not a real thing. I've set the stage for you. This was the point at which this restaurant was managed the best. Okay. <laughs> descending more into chaos. So it descended more into chaos. Yes. With jam bands involved until yeah. it closed. So yeah, here's pretty much what happened after that. Um, so the chef de cuisine, who was also a part owner, basically was starting to get his car repossessed and other things because his concepts, for whatever reason, people weren't buying them. Um, so he quit. So they promoted one of the cooks to be the new chef de cuisine. And basically what they did was they just ran out the inventory until it was out, then quit immediately on the spot. Then one of my fellow coworkers, another bartender knew a friend who ran a pizza catering company and she was batshit insane. And basically it was wood fired pizzas out of a truck in the back that we would run through the restaurant to customers and like, Serve them drinks and shit. But you guys became a glorified bar with you went from fancy uncooked ham on bark to yep. <laughs> to like what? to like two thousand nine Robertas, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> in Brooklyn, no one knows what the fuck this means. And it's a, just a fancy pizza place. This is hilarious. But you weren't even cooking the pizzas. You were running them through the through. You had to get ice from the place across the street. You had to get the pizzas from the parking lot. You were just like constantly running around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Outside of the restaurant. Yeah. And while this is going on, like the one of the owners who also owns like a fancy wine and cheese store in the area um, asks us, the waitstaff, like, what do you think we could be doing to make money at this place right now? So asking the staff our ideas to contribute now one of my coworkers straight up says, well, what if like we had as servers, we also prepared fried rice for people like as like oh, to have on the menu because not everyone eats gluten. Like, is it a table side fried rice? Yeah, he was talking about table side fried rice, like wheeling it yeah. out, like making it for people. And like all of us like immediately gave like the death stare. And yeah, then as this, you should, this particular waiter, like three days later, no call, no showed because like he found a sugar daddy and was like, I'm out. 
like, I was like, good for you. Get All out. All he's doing is making table bedside fried rice for yeah. that man. Yeah, my sugar daddy loves my table yeah. bedside fried rice. So it's like, all right. And basically then manage the place. So I'm like, okay, this is be- like, there is no structure to manage right now. Like this, this needs to stop because that's someone just running a renegade kitchen out of the back that like n- no oversight <laughs> over that or the only owner at this point, like the owner, all of these need to be changed. And they'd be like, I don't know, I'll come in and help you. And by help, it was like showing up to do tequila shots with their friends and leave. Um, wearing a fish t-shirt. Uh, at least a tie-dye t-shirt. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so the jam bands were still going on at this time. Yeah. Because they never ended the contract because apparently the jam bands were under some kind of a contract. <laughs> like $600 no, no. on like $200 ring nights, pretty much. Joe, 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 Joe. The reason those jam bands are still going is because they were still on the first song they ever played the first gig. <laughs> they just kept going. It, this is, it was just, just one, one song. song. It's just been one it, song it takes, the whole time. It takes six hours to, and the, you yeah. know, it's actually a, it, it's an eighteen-hour song. Yeah, it's a six-month process. Yeah. Eventually, because I had moved somewhere that was like a thirty-minute drive away, and I broke down to ownership as I was quitting, and I like. I found a job like basically at a brewery, which that was working at a brewery is fun, definitely. But um, I explained to them, I am actually losing money on gas to drive here. <laughs> I am not making enough money because also when you bumped me up to manager, you didn't give me an hourly raise. You gave me a $200 gift card at your wine and cheese job. <laughs> yeah. You can't live off of that. <laughs> which I, I hope you got some dope yeah, ass much, wine I and quit, cheese i quit once i lived off that um <laughs> once you got through that wheel of brie yeah exactly <laughs> sounds yeah. really good right now a wheel of yeah. brie yeah. well i mostly bought like bread and like a like mostly bread and like a little bit of cheese and like some wine i usually wouldn't buy but um then yeah i like put in my notice to the restaurant and their counter offer to me quitting was a partial stake in the restaurant that was <gasps> no money to be a part owner of it. Oh my God. <laughs> and I actually, I straight up looked at him and I said, do you think I am the biggest mark in the fucking world? No, that is the saddest. Please stay. I'll make you a partner. And in a, in a failing, we yeah. have, we still have 16 months of this jam band contract. Yep. <laughs> Why and they actually, we they, find uh, the restaurant went under. The, the <laughs> restaurant went under. Yep. It's under new ownership with that same owner of the wine store, part owner of the new place. And the jam band still plays there to this day. No. <laughs> no, they don't actually. They don't. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they never stopped playing, <laughs> Joe. They kept playing. The show I, must go on. I, I just the picture that. For Jerry Garcia. They're, they're refurbing the restaurant and they're like, you know, it's just like this, like this Spanish dude in coveralls, like repainting the walls and the jam band still, pe- he's got to like paint around the jam band. <laughs> so yeah, fuck that place. Uh, <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess, pretty much I want to get into on some resume stories, I guess. Perfect. Um, big ups to Milos. <laughs> Milos. <laughs> big ups, big ups and military, military salute. As long as oh seven brother, as long as he doesn't have to go back and serve, or have to deal with his wife trying to buy a chair. I know. Please give her the fucking discount. <laughs> She'll just oh, keep, make my life hell. She'll I, just I keep making a scene. 
one last thing about Milos that's definitely get going to get the FBI called on him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the thing he said to me after the Alex Jones thing was said, you like Obama? And I was like, yeah, I think, I think he's all right. You know, I'm a little bit to the left of Obama. And he said, if I could meet Obama, I'd shoot him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. You just, that's, that's what's going to actually get you killed, Tom. That right no. there. The fact you admitted that. No, satire, no. satire, all satire, all satire. Yeah, Milos is listening to this podcast going, <laughs> Thomas, Milos is not even my real name. <laughs> it's actually not even his real name. Yeah, of course. It's the greatest <laughs> it's foreigner fake name ever. It's Greg. So, so Tom, we on the Awful Service Podcast, we don't just exist to talk about resume stories. No. No, we also exist to battle the scourge that has just permeated life forever called Karen's. Ugh. But before, uh, before we delve into our next segment, Tom, we always like to ask our guests, how would you define a Karen? You know, Matt, that's, that's a really good question. I appreciate you asking that. I would say a Karen is the worst parts of a cop and a con artist mm. in one person. It's both the tendency to manipulate based on the grift in the system and also to police people to basically deprive them of their employment, their dignity. Fuck Karens. Fuck them into the sun. That's a great Karen description. That's one of my favorites. I I like that one. Well, each and every week, um, I delve into different uh, uh, reviews Yelp reviews, uh, sometimes they're Google or Facebook. Sometimes they're just tweets. And even better, uh, sometimes they're just handwritten notes. But this one, uh, this is the segment that we do each and every week called Karen of the Week. This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh, my God, Karen. Oh, my God, Karen. Oh, my God, Karen. Each and every week, I test my bounds of friendship uh, with fellow comedian and also contributor on the podcast and voice of Karen of the week, Rebecca Wilson, who dramatically reenacts uh, Karen. But this week is one that she actually submitted herself. So here is Rebecca Wilson with Karen of the week. Horrible service. Food was average at best. Long wait, not worth it. They make good beer, but they have stronger competition in the area. There was some psycho guy that works there yelling at some kid about sipping a beer. He was obnoxious and rude. The place looks cool, but I would not go out of my way to come here again. So they saw Milos and his wife. Yeah, at the Surly Brewery. (laughs) This was at the Surly Brewery in, in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, that would be my doing reviews. <laughs> <laughs> he gave it like an 8.3, so, you know, send him business. But like, like, people expect, because Surly is supposed to be this edgy, cool place, like, it, it, it's not. It's just a giant warehouse with overpriced food and... Uh, <laughs> And like, and they apparently don't like it when their um, employees unionize. Yeah, I was about to ask, aren't they like, uh, like union busters, pretty much? Yeah, pretty much. So that's why I, like I don't. That. Yeah, screw you. I'm gonna go drink. Indeed. 
Yeah, Minnesota Beer Slam. What up? Ah, man, I miss drinking. I've been not drinking for like a week, just trying to do the winter thing. So, but yeah. Aaron was mad that an owner was yelling. They're just mad that someone else in the brewery was yelling. Oh, they, they, they have no control, and it's a giant beer hall. Drink at home, right? Yeah, like you can, like you don't have anywhere else to find Surly in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, not like their local fucking you know wine shop or uh, uh, you know liquor store. No, no, they have to go there, and then they have to get mad about people being loud at a brewery. My in-laws live in Elysian, Minnesota, which has like 647 people, and they sell Surly beer over there. They can fucking grab it anywhere. <laughs> like, we're talking like deep Bachman country, and like... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm well there. Um, I apologize. I, I know deep Bachman country as I am still in it. You know, you know I, that, that, Tom, that brings up a real good point. I haven't thought about this, because like in that small town, where do you go to drink? It'll be FW or Elysian. Mm-hmm. Have have you ever seen a Karen in a in a VFW or a Legion? Uh, yeah, of course. Karen, yeah. every, Karen's not just like that's the thing. People have this idea about Karen because like I I want to go off about it. Um, like this is clearly a Karen where like I was actually trying to think about the substance of what that review was. Like horrible. Like it wasn't really citing anything specific apart from like I found this person off putting at one yeah. point. Like like there was no actual substance. It was just a very boring bad review like i i i su- trust me i suss them out all the time the bad reviews i actually bought brought a few with me if you'd be curious oh yeah we love it uh, <clears throat> yeah um so these are um and sorry i don't mean to like be in derailing this and everything but um I, again joe's my co-host for this episode <laughs> yeah, that's, i already did it by just being the co-host okay so first i want to read uh three reviews by the same reviewer whose name i have no idea um, and then we I love Karen read. hunting. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> this isn't really a truffle. This, this is more of a Chad reviewer, and you're definitely going to see the Chadness of this review. All is right, it, is it is it for Monster Energy Drink? Oh, I wish. But uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. So this is the first review, which is Dino's. It's an Italian deli in Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm going to try to like read it with the punctuation as much as possible. That, that's preferred. <laughs> Came to Boston for the weekend with my beautiful, lovely wife. We came in thinking it was a pizza shop. The guy behind the counter says, it's not that, and pizza is bad for you. Should have been a sign for us to walk out. But my wife goes and orders a baked ziti with broccoli and cheese, and I go and order a meatball sub. The wait was ridiculous 30 minutes. And also, the sub wasn't so good. The meatballs tasted like something out of a Chef Boyardee can, and my wife's ziti tastes like grass and melted cheese on it. The bright side is that I went home and pounded her right after. I love you, babe. <laughs> they hate the restaurant, but it, they, it, it made them hate it together so much that they got all horned up and needed to pound it out. Review number two. You know, it'd be really wicked right now. Remember that Chef Boyardee meatball? Fuck those guys. But you know what we should do is we should go, we should go mash. <laughs> I can't finish this sub. But How I can you finish your it? pussy. Hey, babe, we got some lube. <laughs> 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 we'll take this CD to go. 
Doing two times of eating out tonight. <laughs> hey, the second time. If you catch what I'm saying. I did it. So number well. two. Review number no, two. Yeah, all right. Review, review two. You're definitely going to spot a theme in these three reviews. I, I think I already know where it's going. The, the last one was a two star. Two okay. Star. Okay. This you got pussy at the end of it. Yeah. Five star right here. So oh. this is Lulu's Bakery. It's in Fresh Meadows in New York, which is, I think, part of Queens. It's like that yep. Queens, Long Island kind of, that whole area. You know what I'm talking about. Went here with my beautiful wife. I'm actually going to do a Carl voice for the rest of this. <laughs> Went here with my beautiful wife. She took me here because she knows that I absolutely love sweets. If you know what I mean, LOL. <laughs> Are you just doing a Joe impersonation? What? Are you just doing a Coca Zello impersonation? That's, I mean, that is a Carl impersonation. I mean, yes, they're pretty much one in the same. <laughs> the cupcakes were amazing. I had cookie dough one and it was delicious. My favorite was the chocolate explosion and it was mouthwatering. It tasted like what sex would be like on a beach, except the water would be chocolate milk and the sand would be powdered chocolate. <laughs> the customer service was great and the store smelled amazing. I was all ready to live there. My beautiful wife smelled amazing as always. So you know what I did straight after I killed a sweet yes. cupcake right after. But that yes. cupcake ain't for sale. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love this person. <laughs> if you sure read a review like, like that, wouldn't you go to that place? So to that, that pastry shop? I, I think this podcast is now sponsored by Lulu's Bakery. Yeah. <laughs> Lulu's Bakery. We want to eat a cupcake and then go eat a cupcake. All right. Hold on, hold on. You gotta, if you're gonna do that, you gotta do the, you gotta do the, the, yeah. the over the shoulder, the, the dice clay vapes, the dice clay move. Yes, Andrew Dice laid my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here now. All right, third review. Okay, another. <laughs> I this think I already know where this one's going, but continue. So this is Archie's Bar and Pizza in Brooklyn, New York. Came in here tired as fuck after pounding the living hell of my amazing wife. <laughs> yes. The man loves his wife. We sat down and look at the menu for about 30 minutes. There wasn't anything that caught her attention. And the smell in the place was unbearable. Not sure if it was the smell of premature sex or the sweaty <laughs> hipster kids walking in with their dirty... Mind you, we were indoors... So we left and I pounded my wife some more at home. <laughs> so notice how many stars? Two. So notice okay. so there there is actually a mathematical equation to this for variables. Two stars equals pound my wife. Uh -huh. Five stars equals cupcake. Yeah. yeah, it was a great place and I pounded my wife. I, the place automatically gets two stars because he's gonna pound his wife after. We're going to take a quick uh, commercial uh, interruption. Um, we'll be right back with some more Awful Service podcast. Casey and Joe have a podcast. This podcast is Joke Quest 200. Their comedian friends join them every week to help search for the perfect joke. Here's a taste of Joke Quest 200. If you like the taste, make sure to subscribe to it on your favorite podcasting app. If you sit backwards on a toilet and use the tank as a table to get your marijuana ready, 
You can pack two bowls at once. <laughs> I'm a hipster, but only when it comes to marching bands. <laughs> There's more? Uh, yeah. I'm like, hey, I liked this band before it was shaped like a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday at 2 p.m. on my street, there was a man who was drunk, shirtless, waving a samurai sword and yelling, I am the Antichrist. All I remember thinking is shit. I can't go outside now. Aaron will just think I'm copying this guy. <laughs> Nature is amazing. I can tell it's time to do the dishes because I'll get fruit flies. And I can tell it's time to do the laundry because I'll get fruit of the loom flies. <laughs> think I'd feel better about eating meat if I, got, if I got it through hunting. It'd be more ethical than how I get it now. Banging street fenders for free hot dogs. <laughs> it sucks that my friend has to change his wedding because of stupid people being afraid of COVID. He can no longer release 200 Chinese bats in the venue during Here Comes the Bride. Uh, someone told me uh, you can make wine out of any fruit, uh, but I tried making wine out of uh, pineapple, and fuck, stomping on pineapple really hurts. <laughs> I don't like getting haircuts at Great Clips. All four times I've gone, the stylists rest their boobs on my arm. The last time made me super, super uncomfortable because it was a man named Carl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Why would I know who Ernest is? It's Listen, that one got away from me, okay? <laughs> I was if trying. there's anything we've learned today is that you guys don't know how families <laughs> work at all. At all. <laughs> they have to switch though the conductors when they switch. So you wait. You wait, you wait for the, them so out there. So you, you gotta wait. Yeah. You're, you, you're the conductor, you motherfucker. But you gotta make sure hey, you. Nice neon vest. <laughs> you just yeah. cattle yeah. prod them. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe today to Joke Quest 200. All right. Um, so, Tom, you said you had one more review from this guy. Uh, no, this is a diff- this is a different review altogether. It's a three star review. Fucking that guy's wife. Yeah, I, he got tired. Um, <laughs> I mean, after all that heavy Italian food and cupcakes, I mean, it's kind of harder to keep up the energy and everything. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so it was I'm just gonna- he. He just had those three reviews. Yeah, I'm not so. Yeah, those three were the only three reviews that he had, and they were all about fucking his wife. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised that he didn't have like, uh, you know, at like I took uh, my car in to get uh, an oil change, and uh, you know, what happened was his wife found them on the internet and divorced him. Like, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought she liked it. I thought that was like the whole point of it. It's like he's like putting her up on a pedestal on Yelp. Yeah. The fourth review is just like this would be a great date night. Not that I'd know. <laughs> yeah, it's after the divorce. It's like one star. The right. potatoes were okay, I guess, if I was here. They'd be better if I was able to fuck my beautiful ex-wife. <laughs> my, my amazing, beautiful ex-wife. <laughs> so, those, those reviews, you know, that's, that's all kind of, there's a consistent theme. This is by far the most insane review I've ever found, and I just... I'm not going to tell you what the business is. You're going to have to figure it out. You'll figure it out very quickly. Three-star review. That's the very important three stars. Three stars. 
I wanted to go to this museum as I'm really interested in the history of the Holocaust and I think it's important to learn about people and pay respects to them. Sadly, I was disappointed with this museum. Maybe it's because I've been to better ones in Germany, including one at a workhouse where we went into an actual gas chamber, but the stories weren't as compelling or moving and it didn't give me a real sense of what the people went through. I do like that there is an area dedicated to more recent genocide to highlight that it still goes on today in some countries to a degree and more needs need to be done to stop it. I also like that the memorial room with the candles for those who wanted to remember loved ones or to just sit there peacefully in respect. If you don't know much about the Holocaust, then it's probably a great museum and it's worth going to as it's such an important part of history. Mm -hmm. I've just been to better, more moving, more compelling museums with more artifacts and displayed in an easier way. So did a Nazi go to the Holocaust Museum? So no, her name is Sarah O, oh, and she's complaining that the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. isn't as authentic as the ones in Germany. <laughs> Wasn't Holocausty enough? Yeah. Like she was a Holocausty, like some people are a foodie on Yelp. Like, I'm from Los Angeles and I know the best tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Germany. I know how to Dachau that shit, okay? If you want to see a real Holocaust museum, you have to... It, no, it's not in D.C., that's for sure. It's in Berlin. You should just go to the Smithsonian. It's way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton. Unlike the Holocaust Museum in D.C., it's just super boring. See, the best way that she could have ended that review is if she said, I will... Um, that museum, never again. Well, the thing is, also a lot of a lot of three star reviews start out. I really wanted to like it. Anyway. I've never missed the. Uh, I I I totally miss the. Uh, fuck my beautiful wife, guy. Now, like yeah. it's. I wish he had a review right after that. that I, was I want like him to stars. have a review of the Holocaust Museum. Like, so I, uh, you know, so you know, I learned about the the Hitler. And the, love everything. This, and love I everything. love this museum. And they had, they had, they, here's the wife. thing. They have a mock version of the showers where I totally banged my beautiful wife. Oh, my God. Uh, Tom, I can't believe. Who would give the Holocaust Museum three stars? That is the most ridiculous thing in the world. So well, back would it have been more offensive if they gave them just one? Well, the thing was, there were one-star reviews, but it was like, those ones were extremely distasteful. What the origin story, that, so another comedian of my friend of mine, like back when I was producing a show in New York, he and I, he was on stage and he was talking about how like, he wanted to open like a museum to like some atrocity because no one would give it a bad review online. And I was like, no, I can't find the bad ones. I'm going to find a three-star review. And I went up and we like read it together to the audience. Um that is so ridiculous. Yeah, People exactly. are insane. I miss New York sometimes <laughs> for that. You can also totally cut this bit. <laughs> That's fine. No, this is good. Um, sometimes, like that guy's review, we have to ask ourselves, gee, why did it fail? Oh, why did it fail? Why would it fail? Why would it fail? Yeah. That's right. Um, this is the segment where we uh, talk about different businesses, restaurants, uh, sometimes it's menu items that just didn't work out. And sometimes we have to ask, why do you think that haven't worked out? But Tom, you're a fan of the podcast. You, you have to know by now that we are obsessed with the roast beef restaurant known as Racks. We cannot get enough. And they are the gift that keeps on giving. Because Bring it on. we keep 
finding more and more and more ridiculous commercials that they put out uh, in the 80s and 90s. And this one, it, I, 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 I don't even want to give anything away. I just, I just, we just have to, let's, let's just. Is it better than Mr. Delicious? Um, it's not better, but it's, it, 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 you just, just watch, Joe. Hello, Rex. Hello, baby. It's for you again. You know what I like. All right, hold on. Uh, so first off, before we go into, so she just goes, oh, you again. <laughs> yep. And then puts the phone next to the sandwich. Yep. So that the person can sing to the the, yep. the mushroom melt. Yep. I like that they couldn't put much. And then she just has a manic episode and starts dancing. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's just not helping anyone. She's no. just fucking boop doop 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 Okay, first and of I all, I love that they couldn't put the word mushroom all on the same. Yep. On the same screen, it had to be mush dash room melt. Also, I I swear to God, she's been in some like she did some either some TV or movies. Yeah, she's definitely been in a Matlock episode. Yeah, for sure. As the she she played the crazy lady in a Matlock episode. Yeah, I think she, she did totally, that same dance. Totally in a murder she wrote. She's doing like the fingers. Like the nineteen fit, like it's oh wait, like, no, it was, it was that was like your grandma dancing at the wedding. Schumel, who like, was the voice of Patty Mayonnaise on Doug. Holy crap! Whoa. That's actually like your wife. Yeah, but that was a real that. So it was a so the name was one hundred percent real. So it was a and real they, actor. Uh, they really yeah, did a great job. You know, uh, what year was that? Nineteen eighty four. Whatever. Eighty eight. They did a really good job of. Uh, Sucking the the mushroom melt into the that phone. That was pretty. Eighty nine. Yeah. So this is my first time actually <laughs> seeing one of these commercials. Are they all this much of a fever dream? Yes. Or yes. Like yeah. all, yes. Always. They're all what happens after you take drugs at Burning Man. Like the transporting of the sandwich through not the ear hole where it would make sense. The speaker. Yeah. After the big bomber. <laughs> Yeah, it's, well, they got the rights to it somehow. Yeah, no, they didn't. They just made it parody. That, that's why they go, hello, baby. And then it, it has like a break so that she goes, oh, it's for you again. That's how they legally get away with it. Oh, that's it. <laughs> I also love seeing all the suggested content for Jalen right now mm. on the video afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that another time. Um, but yeah, like I, the Rax people, like this commercial, if it came out in like, the 2000s people would just would have loved it because it's just like this is just weird obscure but this is what they spent money on <laughs> their budget and they watched like, this was, executives watched this and went fuck yeah we're gonna sell so many of those goddamn mushroom, mushroom melts. melts oh my god you know who's you know who likes that is people uh uh at the time, oh yeah, they, they, they were definitely bait. They were going for that like no like who's the generation the greatest generation they were going for great the greatest generation. No, pre-boomers. They're, they're going pre-boomers, greatest generation fucking people. They're like, we need to get that 60-plus roast beef mushroom money. Oh, you know it. 
Yeah, who else is you coming know what and I eating like. at the buffet? It, it sort of felt like they were also trying to tie in like what was probably really popular at the time, like phone sex hotlines at the same time. A little bit, yeah. Seriously, I think that that commercial comes on in the middle of like a Columbo made-for-TV movie, and they're like, honey, after the Columbo, let's go to a fucking Rex, and uh, like you can have the salad buffet. And uh, I'm well, going to get one of them mushroomy melts. The, the name of the place is also like Rax, which is kind of like I was thinking it was like a Hooters concept, possibly. No, like, not no. at all. You'd think. Not at all. But that's just because my mind's in the East Coast gutter constantly. And like, that's just what's going down. But like it. But it was also like. That would be a great. What the fuck was that? Before yeah, exactly. Rax fails, maybe that's the like the last throws of a Rax is like Hooters buys it out and turns it into like, also like a like big titted salad restaurant. Also, I love that they cast like Waffle House Dolly Parton to play like the part of the lady behind the counter. Like that was absolutely amazing. Just like even complete with like the kind of like squeaky lilt voice that was going on. Where like I can definitely <laughs> tell was, you're from like that a was, part of that Missouri. That was wish Tennessee. flow. That's what that was. That was wish flow. Do you know what I mean? Like, you would order that off of like a cheap Chinese website. Yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But that's Rax. We 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 love you. And one day when when the COVIDity is over, myself, Joe, Nathan, and the rest of us, we're all gonna go down and just gorge ourselves on those hot vegetables. And Mexican. I don't know if I want to do the buffet. I'll eat the tacos. You have to do the buffet. That's like no, you I have know. To. I'm totally you gonna have do the to buffet. do the buffet. They have Let's hot get vegetables. Get there early Joe. so that it's right when the buffet comes out, so we don't have <laughs> other people breathing our on our food. Yeah, yeah, Mexican? that's a good idea. Yeah, I want that untouched taco buffet. The Mexican. Mexican. Oh, that's right. That was the other commercial. Like they couldn't. It was. They described everything on the buffet, and then they got to the taco part, and they were like, and Mexican. Yeah, it just—that's how they described all the taco section. Yep. I need to find out how much this all costs, real quick. It's like not even that much. Like you, no, you, you, well, you go to racks for under twenty bucks a person. It's still, it's still insanely cheap, even though those commercials were like, and you can get your roast beef sandwich. I'm Mister, like, what was it? I'm Mister Delicious. Delicious, and you get your like. I, they don't pay me much to do these racks commercials, so like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just eat at racks all the time. Yeah. Uh, when when I have when it's my weekend to have my children, uh, I take, <laughs> yeah, I take them, them to racks. Eat racks. <laughs> I fill them up all. They eat all that Mexican. Well, my wife takes me to the cleaners. I need to see see if like on because I found like their Grubhub like order online right now. I need to see if like they still have like Mexican as part of their menu in twenty twenty. Nope. Probably uh, not I, I, at no, this point. They. They probably that's straight up it. on the uh, that's the buffet side. Yeah, so the buffet. Like, uh, they the yeah, buffet. They're, they're promoting. Oh, yeah. they, they 86 that definitely. Uh, yeah. It's... So there's there's one racks that still has a buffet and it's in Peoria, Illinois. Peoria, Illinois. Yeah. And we just me. That's where that's what's getting me through COVID is just knowing that I'm going to get to get food poisoning at a restaurant in, in, in the Chicagoland area. Yeah. Once once the the suburbs of Chicago get their vaccines, mm. we're packing all our shit up. It's going to go. We're going to make it an awful service road show. <laughs> All right. Anyone know the price of the mushroom melt? Oh, I think at the time it was probably like a it was probably like a two dollar sandwich. We're talking now because I have I have the numbers. So oh, is it a six dollar sandwich? No, under five. Oh, we're talking uh, four fifty. Four dollars. Oh. 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 
Nice. Dude, I'm totally getting one of those. I'm getting one oh, wait, of everything. Joe, Joe, you just have to call on the phone and you can get one through the phone. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, they, they haven't upgraded to smartphone technology. You still have to use dial-up. So you need to talk to your grandma about that. And, like, if, not you still, if you still have a rotary phone, Joe. But actually, you have to sing, probably still has a rotary phone. You have to sing a, a, a knockoff Big Bopper song to it? Yep. You have yes, to sing it to the same. Oh, you again. And then she puts the phone next to the sandwich. <laughs> oh, you again. Like, like this guy calls fucking fifteen times a day. Hey, baby. And he's like, it's like, but then she puts the phone next to the sandwich because he, before he's like, yeah, I'm gonna jerk off all over you. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Which like, it's also in <laughs> order it's real to nasty. The, in order to make like the silent generation magic work, you still have to talk to yourself as Italian as like you're still an ethnic minority. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Uh, this has been delightful. Oh. Uh, but you know what? I think oh, you still- again! <laughs> oh, you again! <laughs> oh, you again! I can't stop doing that. Yeah. You oh, know what's my fucking know? ringtone? Oh, you again! Version of like I remember in like Billy Madison when there's like, don't put it out with your boots, Dad. She sounded yes. like like her voice was heading there yes. when she her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this has been a fun episode, but I think it's time we eighty six it. Um, but before we go. Tom, it's been a delight to have you on. But uh, before we go, we have one more segment that we have we do, and it's called Human Yelp Reviews. And that's where you, Tom, our guest, you get to review the podcast. You can do it out of a five-star metric, but honestly, that's just a suggestion. Um, you can do either the podcast as a whole, or you can do us individually. So, Tom, whenever you're ready, uh, have at it with your review. All right. I'm going to give you five stars, and I'm going to go have sex with my wife. Yes. <laughs> I did the podcast and I got so much pussy. No, Tom, if you really love us, I want uh, I want a review where you do it in the voice of the guy from Boston. (laughs) Will you give us a five star review about the things you like, and then at the end of it, my beautiful wife and I then just totally smashed afterwards. Damn right, I'm gonna do that. All right, I'm gonna give the podcast uh, five stars. Smelled really good in the Zoom room. I was able to uh, talk about my buddy Milos back in Rigo Park, New York. Um, <laughs> my buddy Louie and I, we went down to Rax's. They had one in Cincinnati. We went to the Natty. The Natty Rax. The Natty Rax was really good. <laughs> we had a melt. You had to order it through a telephone. It was kind of weird, but we did it anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway... Um, go- I want to keep going with this review, but my wife is horny.com, so found down USA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Tom, how do people follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Ralph Kramit. Um, <laughs> otherwise, just don't even bother. Um, you know, I'm not really like, I'm, I was billing myself as Joe's roommate at the beginning of this, and that's how I'm going to keep it. Fair enough. <laughs> No, I'm Joe's old roommate. Yeah. Joe's old roommate. That's it. Yeah. Joe's Uh Anything you want to direct our listeners to? Um, this podcast. Yeah. Listen to off, listen to uh, awful service. Definitely check that out. Um, also a, a podcast that I'm a fan of, if you're into like sort of like socialist comedy, uh, actually native uh, Minnesotan Anders Lee is on it. It's called pod damn America. Definitely give that one a, Check out, it's a pretty funny podcast, but they also talk about some serious issues. Check it out. 
So after you've listened to all 63 episodes of the Awful Service podcast, like four times, then go listen to that one. <laughs> cool. Uh, Joe, how do people follow you? Uh, Instagram, photographizing. That's photograph, I-Z-I-N-G. And, you know, I, I just want to say, you don't know who I am. I'm a, I'm a Hall of Fame baseball person. <laughs> that's like my favorite quote of the week. I'm a Hall of Fame baseball person. I slipped Joe a Quaalude two weeks ago, and it's finally. <laughs> it's, slow, it's a very slow it's a release. Slow release. <laughs> Extremely slow release. <laughs> uh, Jalen, if you can, how do people follow you? Yeah, you can uh, follow me on my link tree. It's linktree uh, slash Jalen Pena. I've got links to my Instagram and my Twitter there, um, telling tall tales. Yeah. And uh, the funniest person in Minneapolis got canceled uh, or postponed. So you won. You won by default, Jalen. So so I, as well as like 30 other people, are That's now irrelevant. the funniest people in Minneapolis. <laughs> just, hey, I'm cool with that. Just buy I'll a trophy. That 30 ways. Buy a trophy and have them inscribe funniest person in Minnesota 2020 you, and, and put your name on it. Yeah, no, no, just, just put, put your name on it and then just put one thirtieth of the funniest person uh, in Minneapolis. Claim you yeah. are the winner, and then everyone else is the loser, and they're faking it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the winner. Right. I, I'm the winner. Nice. Um, you I'm can a Hall of Fame baseball person. That's what you say to him. I'm a Hall of Fame baseball person. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a topic. <laughs> We're gonna try that again. Uh you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Chubby Waiter, as I believe in truth and advertising. Um beyond that, you can follow me on Twitter and or, on, on uh Facebook and on Instagram, just Matt Doima. Um I will direct people uh, as long as we hopefully we'll we'll still be able to do it. Um I still run the Keller open mic in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Uh, every Wednesday, uh, now new new hours. Um, so sign up is at seven, and the show is at eight. Uh, so we're doing that at the Keller Bar in uh, uh, Fifth Avenue, in St. Cloud, Minnesota, under the red carpet. Uh, be there with a mask and wash your hands uh, until there's an, another inevitable shutdown, and then I'll have to cancel it. But um, beyond that, follow the podcast at Awful Service across all platforms. Um, we still like to hear uh, listener feedback, listener stories. It's great that Tom brought some as a guest, but uh, if you have some cool ones or just know some fun reviews you want to submit, do it. It's great. Tom, it's been an utter pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. I don't know about, yeah. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I'm going to be walking around my house doing Milos, doing De Niro. Yeah. I... <laughs> Are you yes. the one who is talking to me? <laughs> Making the face. You got to make the face all squinty eye and junkies, no. horrors, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> As always, uh, tip your fucking bartender. Absolutely. Yeah. And have a good night.